And uh, so in closing, I'm just going to say, save the crew, folks. Hashtag save the crew. Indeed. So. That's... Everybody, uh, love the beautiful game, folks. Love it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time, a specific show dedicated to the beautiful game. Tune in to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time every Tuesday on the Score on Air Network with host Tyler Fisher. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Are we on? I think we're on. I think I'm on. My lord. Let me see. Let me see. I should be. Oh, we are. 90 minutes plus extra time to revival. I am your host, Tyler Fisher. It feels great to be back in studio. It really does. I, I feel I feel at home. I feel at home and and whatnot. Um as many of you, uh, hopefully, many of you remember my show from a couple years ago I did with uh, Fred Wheeler. Um, 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time was the all-soccer show, like talking everything soccer, um, ev- everything from the German Bundesliga to La Liga in Spain, um, the English Premier League and what, and everything else, everything in between, even Major League Soccer. Um, ended up leaving the show, uh, due to me graduating from the Ohio media school core program. I am back now with the sports emphasis program and it, it just, it just feels good to be back. It feels good to be back in the studio talking soccer with literally all my friends and family and, and everybody who tuned into the to the show the the last time um it feels good to be back so um with that being said after i do a couple of things really quick All right. there we go feels good to be back so without further ado let's go ahead and just get let's get right into it so starting in the english premier league we have uh two games in the english premier league that happened um the first one was wolverhampton Wanderers defeated the aston villa are they the Hammers? I think they are the Hammers. Uh, 1-0. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers boosted their Champions League qualification. That is a title within itself. Champions League qualification and Wolverhampton Wanderers. You never really see, not mediocre mid-level t- mid-table teams, but mid-table teams in general um, just uh, be in Champions League talk. Champions League, like UEFA Champions League, UEFA, the one of the biggest tournaments in the world. You never really see a mid-table team be associated with the UEFA Champions League. But they boosted their Champions League qualification in hopes with a 1-0 West Midlands derby win at Aston Villa this past Saturday. Leander Den Donker, and that's a weird name. Den Donker grabbed the winner in a six-second minute. The victory lifts Wolves above Manchester United. Thank you so much. I, I, I feel it's good to be back. Um, the victory lifts, lifts Wolves above Manchester United into fifth place, just two points behind fourth place Chelsea, although they have a game in hand more than both teams, than both Chelsea, I believe, and Manchester United. Uh, moving on, speaking of Manchester United, they defeated Norwich City in the 
Emirates FA Cup 2-1. Harry Maguire bundled home from close range late in extra time as the Reds defeated the 10-man Norwich City 2-1 in extra time in the Emirates FA Cup at Carroll Road. Now, this win extends United's unbeaten streak in all competitions, whether it be the Caribou Cup, Emirates FA Cup, and the actual English Premier League itself. Um, extends United's unbeaten streak in all competitions to 14. And secures a 30th appearance in the last four of the FA Cup for the club itself. Now, that is saying something. As a Manchester United supporter myself, I really haven't been on top of watching them uh, this year. Um, of course, it's always something with me like work or you know, I have other stuff to do or I just sleep in. I'm lazy. But um, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the at the helm, I feel like that this team can propel to new heights as opposed to um, Louis Van Gaal or um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, the uh, uh, no, not no. I I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Same life before Louis. Um, but I feel like with Ole at the helm, we can propel to say UEFA Champions League, even another title which we haven't won in more than I say five years, if more, more than likely more. Um. But United are into the final four of the FA Cup, facing off against either one of these three teams. Now, when you say, when you hear FA Cup final four, you think of the top teams. You thought right. Arsenal defeated Sheffield United 2-1 in the FA Cup. Danny Cabello scored an injury time winner to send Arsenal into the FA Cup semifinals with a 2-1 win over Sheffield United. Moving on to Chelsea, who... Helped a certain team win something, which I will get to that in just a little bit. Uh, Ross Barkley sent sent Chelsea through to the semifinals of the FA Cup as the Blues defeated the Foxes 1-0 at Stamford Bridge this past Sunday. And last but not least, Manchester City 2-0 winners over Newcastle United at St. James's Park. Kevin De Bruyne's first half penalty and a strike by Raheem Sterling helped send the blue half of Manchester into the FA Cup semifinals. The city went on to defeat the Tunes 2-0 comfortably at St. James's Park on Sunday. Last but not least, let's move into La Liga. La Liga scores Athletic 3, Mallorca 1. And this will come as a shock to some. Celta Viga 2, FC Barcelona 2. Luis Suarez notches a brace but can't help Barcelona get past rivals Real Madrid in the La Liga standings. Now, if you look at the La Liga table... Real Madrid is first with 71 points. FC Barcelona is second with 69 points. If Barcelona would have won, they would have been ahead of of, uh, Real Madrid in the standings. But that didn't happen as they drew 2-2. But Real Madrid also gained a two-point lead. Over Barcelona as they beat Espanyol 1-0. The one propelled Madrid two points ahead of FC Barcelona as the two continue to fight for the La Liga title. And that is just key scores from around the league. Uh, once we come back, I will get into some news. As also, I mentioned earlier, Chelsea helped a certain team um, get 
win something very, very near and dear to this club's heart. And uh, we will get right into that after these messages. And welcome back to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time. Tyler Fisher joining you. Now, earlier I said Chelsea helped a certain team win something very near and dear to one's heart. And that is the English Premier League title, which it pains me to say this, but Liverpool FC Premier League have won. Um, Liverpool have clinched the EPL title with help from Chelsea as the Blues defeated Manchester City 2-1 at Stamford Bridge last week. The title marks the end of a 30-year drought. 30 years since Liverpool has have last won the title um, for the Reds. And it goes to show that Jurgen Klopp is undoubtedly one of the best managers in the world. Yes, I know. I got a picture. Um... It pains me to say this because as a Manchester United supporter, Liverpool is probably one of the biggest rivals in uh, in Manchester history. Um, yeah, man, I, I I don't know I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm kind of slacking a little bit um, and everything. But it's first show back, of course, I have show jitters and nerves, so my apologies, everybody. Um. But moving on to uh, other news now. This is uh, a big. This is big news. Um, Major League Soccer is back. So MLS is back. They have a tournament called the MLS is Back Tournament starting July 8th. Um, MLS will begin its MLS is Back Tournament in Orlando, Florida. There are 54 matches that are going to be played. All 26 teams are involved. Six groups, which we will take a look at here in just a second. And there can only be one champion. Now, I know what you're thinking. What about the rest of the season? MLS played two games. I went to both Columbus Crew games. Uh, one 1-0 win over New York City FC. March 1st. Yes, March 1st. Then I caught a train out to Seattle to cover the game. Um, to cover Seattle and Columbus. That was actually really fun. Um. Of course, that is also when everything happened. Um, the pandemic started to hit the, uh, and it was just not not necessarily a mess, but it was it was really interesting. Um, but I was out there for that game that ended one one um, with Seattle getting a late penalty. I want to say 73rd minute, if memory serves me correct, or it might be late. it might be a little bit later, like close to the 80th minute. Um, but that was a, a game to remember by. Um, so two games have been played by each team so far. Um, and then uh, MLS put a hold on the season. Now they are back with a tournament in Orlando, Florida. Now, Orlando, now Florida in general is the hub for the NBA and MLS and everything else. But, however, Florida is shutting down again. So what does this mean for the tournament? The tournament will still go on as planned. Um, But every team has to go through even more health and safety regulations and all that. I know there are several teams that are down there right now. Columbus is one of them. Minnesota, 
Uh, I believe we already know Orlando is already down there. Orlando City is already down there. Um, FC Dallas, and I believe San Jose Earthquake. So five out of 26 teams are currently training in Orlando, Florida. Now, as we talk about the tournament, um, the group stage begins, as mentioned before, July 8th. Group stage, match, group stage matches will count towards the regular season. Points will be awarded accordingly. Three for a win, one for a draw, uh, zero for a loss. Um, and as we look at the groups, which I can pull up, I should be able to pull up here. It's really, really weird how the groups are. So looking at Group A, Group A is full of Eastern Conference teams. There are six teams in Group A. Orlando City, Inter-Miami, New York City FC, Philadelphia Union, Chicago Fire, and Nashville SC. Now, Nashville was granted a expansion side this past year for this year, for this, this season and right now. However, they were placed in the West. Now, they are placed in the Eastern Conference for this tournament. And it kind of threw everything off because now Group A will have, I believe, three teams coming out of the uh, coming out into the knockout um, into the knockout round. So again, Group A is Orlando City, Inter Miami, New York City, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Nashville. Group B moving to the Western Conference, and it kind of alternates Group A East, Group B West, Group C East, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, group B, Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, Vancouver Whitecaps, and, and San Jose Earthquakes. And group C, Toronto FC, New England Revolution, Montreal Impact, and DC United. LAFC, or C, D, whoops, Group D, Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United. Group E, or yeah, Group E. Now this is my favorite group. Group E, LA United. New York Red Bulls, Columbus, and FC Cincinnati. What I know is, I believe, July 11th or 12th. I want to say the 11th. Um, Columbus opens their tournament with a match against FC Cincinnati. Uh, a little derby match to open a, a tournament is great because we also have Orlando and Inter-Miami playing the opening match on the 8th. But it's always great to open a tournament with a match against uh, your local, with your local rivals. Um, just straight down 71 South. Uh, it's labeled as the Hell is Real Derby, um, which is great. Um, but that is my favorite match to look forward to. And then Group F, last but not least, Western Conference, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and Portland Timbers. Of course, you also have the California Derby, or El Trafico, as uh, people like to say, is LAFC and LA Galaxy. So let's actually go. I'm actually going to give my predictions for this, uh, for these. So if we look here, July 8th through 23rd, top three teams from Group A and the top two teams from Groups B, C, D, E, F. Advanced. So I'm going to 
label my three from group A, I'm going to go with New York City FC. Uh, maybe I should write this down. This this is actually going to be helpful in the coming coming days if I if I actually happen to call this correctly. So NYCFC, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Union. And then we're going to go with, um, let's actually go Nashville. A little upset. A little upset, but it is what it is. So now, top two teams from Group B. Obviously, we're going to go with the reigning MLS Cup champions, Seattle Sounders. And then we'll actually go with FC Dallas. So actually the first two teams in the Group B, I believe, will make it up. Group C. Um, group C is actually kind of a hard one. Um, I like I like Toronto, but I also like DC United. Um, but then again, I can also make an argument for Montreal Impact. So we're going to go DC United. And then we might just go with uh, the Montreal Impact. And then moving on to Group D. Where is that? There we go. Uh, I really, really like Minnesota United. Um, I really like Minnesota United coming out of Group D. And then we also have... Um, I kind of... Uh, now that I'm looking at it, I think every group... Has some sort of has some sort of rivalry in it. It does. That's an interesting thing. So you have Orlando City and Inter Miami in Group A rivals, Toronto and Montreal in Group C rivals, of course Cincinnati and Columbus in Group E rivals. That's the Eastern Conference. Group B: Seattle and Vancouver Cascadia rivalry right there. You have. Salt Lake and Colorado, as well as Salt Lake and Sporting Kansas City in Group D. That's great. And then you have LAFC and LA Galaxy in Group F. I just noticed that. I did not notice that before. How did I not notice that before? Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, Minnesota United. And then we're going to go with Sporting Kansas City coming out of Group C. Or Group D. Sorry. E. Do I go biased or unbiased here? Kind of go biased here. Of course, we're going to have Atlanta United. And, of course, the black and gold Columbus crew. Uh, just because Cincinnati doesn't know who their coach is. And last but not least, Group F. I feel like it's just going to be the top two again. But I really like the Portland Timbers coming out of Group F. So Portland, I'm going to go with Portland, and then we're going to go with LAFC. There we have it. So you're to hear first. My predictions coming out of the group stage go NYCFC, Philadelphia Union, and Nashville SC coming out of Group A. Seattle and FC Dallas coming out of Group B. DC United and Montreal coming out of Group C. Minnesota United and Sporting Kansas City coming out of Group D. Atlanta United and Columbus Crew, Group E. And Portland and LAFC coming out of Group F. Moving back to the tournament, um, 
Group stage matches will count towards regular season and points will be awarded accordingly. Yes. July 25th through July 28th marks the start of the knockout stage, also known as the round of 16. If you think about it, this is kind of how the World Cup, um, how the World Cup is. Um, you play round robin games and everything like that. Then you move on to the knockout stage, which is around a 16. Then you move into the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the final. Um, two days later, the quarterfinal begins. The quarterfinals begin, um, which will be the July 30th through August 1st or August 3rd. Am I right? Yes. Through August 3rd, because August 5th and 6th will mark the semifinals, and the final will be August 11th. The winner will be granted a spot in the 2021 CONCACAF Champions League. Once the tournament is over, MLS will hope to resume the 2020 season. And uh, hold on. Now, now, now I'm double. I'm kind of re-guess. I'm kind of re-guessing myself. Or second guessing myself. Yes, I was. I was right. Sweet, I was right. So July thirtieth marks the uh, quarterfinals. Thirtieth, thirty-first, first will mark the quarterfinals, and then the fifth and sixth is the semifinals, and then the eleventh will be the um, MLS is back tournament final. One note. Columbus Crew SC is the only American team to not premiere on ESPN. Why is that? I don't know. But you can catch all these games on ESPN, Fox Sports 1, TUDN, TSN, TUDN in Canada, and TSN. Um, their match against, I believe it's Atlanta United, Columbus's. Um, that match will be streamed on Twitter, actually. Um, so if you have Twitter, go ahead and head over to Twitter during that time and um, watch Columbus knock out the five stripes. So that's that for the MLS's back tournament. Um, and now one quick note before I go to break. Um, we all know Matt Miazga from New York Red Bulls. Um, went to went overseas and played for Chelsea for a little bit. Um, he's been bouncing around, um, but now he's on loan at Reading from Chelsea. Um, he is suspended for three matches following his scuffle with Derby County's Tom Lawrence after the final whistle of Reading's 2-1 English Championship defeat. In the video, which I don't have on me right now, um, the video shows uh, Lawrence and Miazga Getting in each other's faces, you know, touching heads, whatnot, getting in each other's faces. And then Miazga just outright slaps the guy after the whistle. Tom Lawrence is shown a red card, and so is Matt Miazga, and he will be out for three matches, I believe, if memory serves me correct. Yes, Matt Miazga will be out for three matches. Following the um, following the scuffle, and that's just goes to show how short of a temper Miazga has, in my opinion. Um, but that's just me. So I'm gonna go take a quick break, 
And I will be back 90 minutes plus extra time on the new generation of sports talk score and air. We'll be right back. And welcome back to 90 minutes plus extra time. Tyler Fisher, your host here. As, as I said before, it feels good to be back. Um, kind of still, still trying to figure out everything, but it, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, Next show will be better. Um, yes. So, um, <laughs> one one thing to discuss um, is the effect that this uh, COVID nineteen pandemic has. Um, as many of you know, soccer is slowly but surely getting back. We have the Premier League that came back not too long ago. The Bundesliga came back earlier in the month. MLS is back next month. And so is uh, La Liga. La Liga came back a couple weeks ago. Um, of course, all games are being played behind closed doors. Now, while watching the uh, Borussia Dortmund, was it Schalke 04? Was it Schalke match? The Schalke match? Yes. Um Borussia Dortmund actually did a thing to where they piped in uh, crowd noise, um, which I think is a a very not great idea, but it's a very good idea um, it, because you don't get that same feeling if a play, as a player. Me being a player for one, I like when I have like support, like family, friends. I like when I have support at my games. However, I bet it's even more of a benefit or even more of a boost for professional players when you have thousands of fans cheering you on at home. Um, but Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund piped in crowd noise because uh, all games are being played behind closed doors. Um, I think this pandemic will affect attendance in the future. Um because you you have seats that are so close to one another, and it, n- bottom line is we're not going to recover from this. Nobody's ever going to recover from this. Um, I think it will hurt attendance now if and when fans are allowed back in, because nobody will want to sit next to each other. Um, there's going to be even more health and safety regulations installed or in place um, throughout each and every venue around the world. And I think in the future, it'll also harm the attendance because once, once fans are allowed back in, there's a lot of people will still have that precautionary um, type feeling like, okay, you know, you want to make sure you're six feet away, um, always washing your hands whenever you have a second, whenever you have, a chance, um, and everything like that. But for the players to not have the fans backing them in the stadium, I think is what is what hurts the most. You're used to having your supporters cheer and uh, and chant and sing for you, but you can't have that now. You're playing in front of a bunch of tarps and empty seats where you can hear everything that is 
being said from the bench to the players on the field to the referees to the officials whistle you're hearing everything and it kind of it kind of sucks to be quite honest um cuz i know a lot of players want that extra momentum of the 12th man behind them in the stands cheering them on um but i th- i think in the future i think the attendance will drop dra- not drastically but i think it'll drop a significant amount to where they may question whether or not to allow fans back into stadiums um it's the same thing that goes with um with the nba coming up soon or or hockey hockey is a hockey is a big one cuz you're playing inside of an arena and you're shoulder to shoulder with the person to your left and to your right or knees to the back of the head of somebody that's sitting in front of you and whatnot. Um, what did you think of the Zoom game that was played with the supporters? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I cannot remember what league that was. I want to say it was Austria. Or so I can't remember. Um, this one team had LED boards set up in certain sections of the stadium. And they played on a Zoom call. Fans could pick a section that they wanted to be part of the Zoom call in and literally watch this game played on Zoom. I thought that was the most intelligent thing I've ever seen in my life. I wish MLS would do that. I wish EP, I wish the English Premier League would do that. I wish the Bundesliga would do that. Um, but I also had one of my friends, who's a Liverpool supporter, be on. Da, 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 da. It was a, it was a show on NBCSN. Um, Premier, I think it's Premier League mornings. Um, he was like front and center. Um, I think the day Liverpool won the title. After Chelsea beat um, Man City, yes, Man City, um, and he was. They were talking to both Kyle, both Kyles, and I want to say Rebecca. I can't remember, but that was also cool being on Zoom, like on one of the most watched soccer morning shows in the world. But it, Zoom can do literally anything. Um, I, I've been on a, a zoom tailgate call with crew supporters. Um, that was cool. Um, speaking of crew supporters, actually, um, the yesterday, yes, yeah, Sunday, 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 um, the Nordeca arranged a send off at Moffrey stadium for, um, the crew players as they headed to the airport to go to Orlando. Um, it was a great, great thing to see. I saw the video um, and and whatnot. That was a great thing to see. Jonathan Mensa and Caleb Porter actually stepped off the bus to applaud the fans that, that made it there. Um, scarves are being uh, held high. Flags were waving, chants, songs, every, you name it. Everything was just going great. As the guys went on to the to the airport, 
um, before going to Orlando. So that was that was a good thing to see. Um, and any other um, things that I, I can just think of right now, I'm just looking on uh, ESPN.com and MLSsoccer.com just to try and, you know, fill, fill the void. Oh, wow. Um, but that actually, that here it is. Nordeka sends off crew. Um, this, uh, this article this article by Jonathan Siegel from uh, MLSsoccer.com. Uh, Columbus Grizzly arrived in Florida on Sunday for the MLS's back tournament. But first came a memorable send-off from their most ardent supporters. Members of the Nordeka, the club's long-standing supporters group, gathered at Moffrey Stadium to bid farewell um, to players and coaches as they embarked on Orlando. They stayed at a safe social distance, of course. Uh, midfielder Artur, going, Artur went on to say, I just want to say thank you to all of them that came here just to see us and, and to support us. We're very, very thankful for that, and we're going to do our best to make them happy. Um, Caleb Porter has, has stated that uh, they are taking the group stage very seriously as points will matter. Um, and, uh, will count towards the regular season. Um, group play for group E begins July 11th, uh, at 10, at 1030 at the match times for MLS is back are ridiculous. 1030 at night. That's insane. I'm probably going to be asleep. Or playing video games, or getting ready for a class, or anything like that. The eleventh. What's the, what's the eleventh? A, a Saturday? What what's the eleventh? The uh, yeah, the eleventh is Saturday. Okay, so I'm probably going to be. I don't know what I'm doing. Why? Ten thirty at night. That seems a bit absurd to me. Um, to be quite honest, um, I think the match times are. Three, seven thirty, and ten thirty. Um, if I if I think, um, but July eleventh, ten thirty p.m. on Fox Sports One, Columbus Crew versus FC Cincinnati at ten thirty at night on the East Coast. That is not okay. I'd much rather play at like five or seven, two. One o'clock. Something. Not 10.30 at night. This isn't the West Coast. Um, but they'll begin group play July 11th uh, with a hellish real derby against FC Cincinnati. Whenever that. Looking to build off last year's 1-0-1 record against their Ohio rivals. The first match, August 10th, 2019, FC Cincinnati came to Columbus, got out to a 2-0 lead in the first half. Jassy Zardes scored a penalty in the 45th minute as they as headed towards halftime um and to make the score 2-1 I did not see Pedro Santos's second goal or uh, I did not see Pedro Santos's goal in the second half I was on the capo stand but apparently it was a screamer and when I saw it on the replay it was a screamer that was a great goal so that match ended 2-2 then I had the uh, pleasure. I wouldn't even say pleasure. I had the um, 
lifetime experience of going to FC, going to Cincinnati. Excuse me. And going to Cincinnati, um, August 25th of last year. And man, what a game that was. More than 3,000 crew fans um, attended that match in Cincinnati. Of course, they play at Nippert Stadium um, with uh, on the University of Cincinnati's campus. They play at Nippert, so that stadium holds easily about 40,000, 45,000 fans. 3,000 plus of the sellout crowd of, we'll say, 38,000. 3,000 fans were dressed in black and gold. And man, was that a match for the books. A 3-0 lead heading into halftime. Jossie Zardes with a brace and Luis Diaz with a rocket of a goal from a tight angle past Teton was amazing. I was at the very top of the away section because uh, I snuck over from my assigned seat, which we couldn't – I couldn't move seats because we had assigned seats, which I will say sucked. But I moved from my seat to the away section of the crew supporters and man that was fun i remember the 67th minute um after watching it back on the on the broadcast um because that match was nationally televised on fox sports one the announcer goes i can't remember his name save my life but the broadcaster goes oh you hear that those are columbus crew fans chanting usl (laughs) <laughs> which was hilarious because FC Cincinnati was in the USL before joining MLS. If you're down 3 nothing to your rivals at home, you best be prepared to be heckled and made fun of. Um, I remember another, another chain, like 75th minute, fans were leaving. Um, they had like 15 minutes left. Before the final whistle. Um, 15 minutes left in in the game. Fans are leaving. And there was one chant that everybody started. He goes, is there a fire drill? Is there a fire drill? And I think FC Cincinnati fans were so upset about that one. More than they were the USL chant. Because I could just see a lot of orange and blue people looking up at us. And, you know going obscenely mad. It was the most funniest thing ever. Um, And then it was just downhill from there. It was, we let in a goal in like the 88th minute. Uh, Former crew player Kakuta Mane scored. uh, Whatever. Um, But there was also a scuffle in the net between Jonathan Mensah and uh, I can't remember nor do I care enough to remember any of Cincinnati players' names. Um, but there was a scuffle between Jonathan Mensa and a couple of FC Cincinnati players, as well as like Luis Diaz, Harrison Awful, and even Aloy Room kind of got in got into the mix with uh, Kendall Austin, the uh, FC Cincinnati captain. That's about the only name I remember. Um, but that was such a, a fun thing to do, um, to come back – uh, by Greyhound bus with a with three wins or three points against a local rival is incredible. 
Um, cause I never really considered Chicago fire arrival. That's uh like eight hour bus ride or car drive to Chicago bus ride, car drive, whatever. Um, not really arrival, but I mean, I guess, um, DC United was never really, uh, cons- well, they are considered arrival cause that's one of the MLS original clubs. Um, Toronto Cascadia, uh, the, not the Cascadia cup, Trillium cup. That's okay, I guess. But there's just something about when you have a soccer team in your same state, that's literally hour and a half, two hours away. That's great. Especially when you win. Um, but other than that, um, they, I'm I'm scared. I heard like something going on out there. I don't know if somebody was laughing or what. Um, but I thought that was actually really fun um, to do. So, last but not least, uh, before I head off of here, um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I'm back. Um, next show will be produced a lot better. I promise you that. <laughs> um, trying to get back into the swing of things. It's not easy. Um, it's uh, after being off for, I say, two years um, and everything like that. Um, it's not it's not easy to jump right back in, um, right back into things. Um, OK, hold on. Wait a minute. Let's go back to a supporter question. Would you be willing to have a cardboard cutout of yourself to put in the stands? Oh, that's actually a good question. Um, would I be willing to have a cardboard cutout of myself put in the stands? Um, as long as I can get the players to sign it afterwards and keep it, that would be actually really cool. Um, <laughs> um, no. Um, yes and no, I'll, I'll give you yes. Yes, because I think it just kind of adds a small momentum boost to the players to see, you know, I mean, fake fans sitting there, but especially with the crowd noise coming in, um, I think that is, um, a plus, um, I would also do it if I can have like the player sign it and then like have it shipped to me, um, like so I can hang it up and frame it because y- something like this could happen once in a lifetime. And uh, even though it, that's bad timing to say because it's happening now, but I don't know if this is ever going to happen again. So there's that. Um, and no, I wouldn't because me personally, I'm not there losing my voice uh, for 90 minutes plus extra time. <laughs> I see that nice little plug there, huh? I did not plan that out, by the way, because um, I'm not there for 90 minutes uh, plus possible extra time um, to lose my voice. Um, to, uh, you know, cheer the boys on 
at all. I have to be behind a screen or watching it on TV. Uh, I don't want to do that. I want to be there, like losing my voice with my friends um, and all the other supporters. I want to be there losing my voice, um, cheering the boys on personally, not have a cardboard cut out of me. But like I said, if I can have the player sign it afterwards and have them ship it to me, that'd be great. So there is that. Tell us how you really feel about Cincinnati. Cincinnati is actually a very beautiful city. Um, I just don't like I just don't like the soccer team ever since they beat Columbus in the 2017 U.S. Open Cup. And then we actually went on to make a remarkable run beating Chicago afterwards. That was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm Columbus. I'm a Columbus crew SC fan. I mean, I could say nice things about Cincinnati. Buffalo Wild Wings is good. Nipper stadium is beautiful. Um, but yeah, also Cincinnati's in Kentucky, by the way. So there's that. Um, so I really don't think Cincinnati is in Ohio. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's in Kentucky. Um, so they got that going for them too. They they claim one state, but are but's in another state. Um, no kidding, by the way. Um, but uh, Cincinnati's. Uh, I feel um, when they finally figure out who their coach is, uh, welcome job Stom to MLS. Um, when they finally figure out who their coach is, um, I think Cincinnati can actually compete um, for another wooden spoon. Great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, 90 minutes plus extra time. It feels good to be back. Um, like I said, next show will be produced a lot more better. Trust me. I promise. Um, but feels good to be back on air um, at uh, – Score on Air Network, um, the new generation of sports talk. It feels great to be back. Um, you can catch the show every Tuesday. Uh, I'm cutting the, cutting this show kind of short. Uh, there is another show at 2 o'clock, um, and I didn't want to run over. Um, so we're just going to uh, cut it for cut it to an hour. Um, I think I – think, I actually just think we're just going to cut it to an hour altogether. Um, so that way gives time for the next show after me to get their prep done and all that. So, um, 90 minutes plus extra time, uh, every Tuesday at 12, 12 to one, possibly 12 to two, maybe not sure. You'll get an announcement update. Um, every Tuesday right here on Scoring Network, the new generation of sports talk. Follow me on social media if you want to, uh, and whatnot. So thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, feels good to be back and uh, I'll see you next week. Follow Tyler Fisher on social media on Twitter at MRTylerF or on Instagram at TyMakesPhotos. That's T-Y makes F-O-T-O-S.